two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I know it's a it's it's a clusterfuck right now. It's still smoother than both pre-order sales for PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're live. We're live on YouTube right now. So I do appreciate you coming out if you're coming over from Twitch or if you're watching for the first time over on YouTube slash 30 and still gaming. I do appreciate you. We do this live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we did it over on Twitch. We, first, we were on Twitch. Then we went over to Mixer. Then we went back to uh, Twitch. And now I think we might use this as just our podcast format. Um, so that's what we're doing uh, with, with this. So... Here, here's a weird part for me, Sarge. I, I don't have a chat. I have to, I have to find a chat to bring over here. I don't, I don't know where my chat is. This is, this is the weird part because of, of, of the software that we're using. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, great. This is fantastic. It's just for par on course for us. We're, we're doing good. This is actually pretty, pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. I think we have four people watching. Everyone's probably in the wrong channel right now uh, watching. If you wa if you hit the, the, the event on the actual page, uh, it's actually showing on the wrong on the wrong thing. But it's all right. We're moving on. On today's show, we have a big one. We have a big one. Okay. So we're going to be talking about, I think I broke a code in Avengers. We're going to talk about that in what we played. Right? We're going we're gonna to shout out a veteran in the movie industry. You don't know him, but you know of but him. You right right you don't know him but you know of him okay we're going to talk about him for a second uh we're going to go over game uh xbox lots of xbox microsoft news we're going to be talking about the uh, xbox game pass uh, we're going to be talking about xbox buy somebody really really big big one of the biggest deals if not uh in gaming history went down we're going to talk about xbox to honor exclusives for the playstation because of their big deal we're going to talk about bethesda and their overhaul, Todd Howard came out and said that they had their biggest overhaul ever. We're going to talk about Spider-Man. The uh, people are a little upset about the Spider-Man situation going on with PlayStation. And it's not about because of exclusivity or anything like that. It's, it's It has to actually do with the game, with PlayStation. We're going to be talking about No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky just came out with a yet another gigantic update. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Xbox pre-order debacle. The other debacle that happened, like there's a big debacle. And then we're going to talk about the Xbox SSD. Um, and then if we have time, we'll talk about Amazon's new gaming streaming service that's coming out. And Destiny. We're going to be talking about Destiny, uh, Destiny's TWAB this week. So lots of stuff to talk about. So let's get to it. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, I do appreciate you very much. We're going to start uploading these episodes back up onto the audio formats. If you're watching us live here on YouTube.com uh, slash 30 and still gaming, I do appreciate you very much for tuning in. 
and hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get this channel to a thousand subscribers so we can qualify for ad revenue. We get absolutely nothing, no ad revenue whatsoever. So uh, I would like to get this channel up if we can um, so we can start making more content for you guys. So all our podcasts that we do uh, will probably be over here, but we'll see. We'll see what's, what's going on. Uh, make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming and make sure you follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore gaming. All right. So Sarge, uh, Marvel Avengers, right? I've been playing it. Everyone's got its ups and downs with it. They either hate it or they love it. They're talking shit about it. Okay. So what's happening in Marvel Avengers, people were a little upset because they didn't know how to get certain things. Okay. And what I mean by that is DNA keys. People don't know how to get DNA keys. And what D DNA keys, those of you that don't know, there's these chests in vault areas that are blue chests that when you open it up, it gives you upgrade modules, which you need. Okay. It can give you other resources on top of that. It can give you um, cosmetics. It can give you units. It can give you, it can give you a bunch of stuff. It's just a random chest. It's, it's a, it's a rare reward that, that requires farming. Right. Okay. Now in the beta, when you did the villain sectors, it was a guaranteed drop. It would actually, you would hover over it and it would tell you get, you know, gear rare or better. And you get a DNA key. Okay. During the game, since it launched, I, I checked from when we first launched the game, people said it was supposed to be a guaranteed drop. It's never said it's a guaranteed drop, but it has been proven that people were getting them guaranteed every time they did it. But after patch 1.2.5, people weren't getting the guarantees anymore. Okay. Leading up to this, people, what were happening was they were just farming the DNA keys. And it was at such a high rate that people were getting the, the cosmetics and stuff. And, you know, the company's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they changed it. Okay. Right. So now it's not guaranteed that you're doing it every time you do a villain sector. People were like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to get him anymore. So I had this theory. I was like, all right, let me try it. I was like, maybe it's per day. Maybe it's per week. Don't know. So today we kind of did a thing. And this is speculation. This is just me trying. We're going to try more tonight after the podcast which we will end this broadcast and then I'll meet you back over on Twitch for that stream. All right. So I had a theory that it was a guaranteed DNA key. The very first time you did it with that hero. Okay. So I got Thor did a villain sector, got a DNA key. I was like, all right, check. Got my first DNA key. I was like, all right, let's see if this is true or if it's just RNG. So I went to the next villain sector with Thor, did it, boom, dropped, DNA key. I was like, check two, okay. Then I said, let me switch characters and then go with Captain America. And I did the exact same one that I just did with Thor. And this was Captain America's first time doing this villain sector. Boom, three for three, got a DNA key, okay. Then this is where the wrench got thrown in. It was close to one o'clock and that was a reset for the week and also for the day, okay? Now, my theory was that it was per week, per character. So in my head, that if you did every villain sector, which is four, okay? And these are elite, elite villain sectors, not just regular, elite, okay? With each character, you would get four keys guaranteed per week, per character, per week. 
meaning you get four for Thor, four for Captain America, four for Black Widow. So you get 24 DNA keys, okay? Guaranteed. Now, it is proven that you can do a villain sector over and over and over, and they do drop after the fact, but it's random. I'm talking guaranteed key, okay? So my theory, as I'm working on tonight, we're going to go back into it and figure it out. But because of, the, because of the patch they put in today, and because of the 1 o'clock time, I did the exact same thing because I thought, okay, it reset it for the new week. So I took Captain America, did the exact same board again for the third time in a row, thinking, okay, it reset it for the week. So if my theory is correct, I should be able to get a DNA key this time around. I did it. No key dropped. And I was like, ooh, okay. So now we're three for four. Okay. Then I took Thor, came back in, and did the exact same thing. And I didn't get a drop from there either. So now we're three for five. So I'm thinking, okay. I was like, okay. So let me see if this is correct. So tonight, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a character, run the mission with Black Widow or Iron Man or Kamal or Hulk, because I haven't ran the, that section yet. See if they get a key the very first time. If they get a key the very first time with each of those characters on the same villain sector, I'm almost certain it's definitely guaranteed for the very first time you do a villain sector for the week. Per character, not per account. What do you think? Do you think this is... This is well, when you do when you this is tough. This is tough. When you do when you do a test like this, you have to try to limit the variables altogether. I'm thinking not only because it was a weekly reset and a daily reset, maybe it's just because it's the same week. Like you don't know what the clock runs in that game yet. We don't know the exact when it, when it recycles. So maybe it thinks that your guys already got those keys and that's why they're not getting it again. So the only way you can test this theory now is the two guys that got the key. Okay, now you got to use everybody else who didn't get a key and do the exact same mission without doing anything else. You got to you got to limit the variables. You got to do the same exact thing with just one variable change and see what happens. It's the only way to to to, to do trial and error George, without 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 a developer talking about it. George, that's how you have to do it. Well, well, this is what I like about games like this. When it first comes out, I did stuff like this for Destiny. I did stuff like this for Division. I did stuff. I love trying to figure out what the drop rates are and what the things but that's, are. But that's, that's, that's part of the game. Part that's, of the game. That's part of the game. Right. George in chat says he ran two faction missions and got keys both times on normal. And then the first elite, I also got a key. So now is that with the same character? Is that with the same character? So you did three, you did, you did two different faction missions and then you did an elite faction mission and you got a key. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying you got you got a key doing the weeklies. The reset, the dailies and the weeklies is what you're talking about. All different bosses. That could just be random. Fourth boss, I didn't get a key. The fourth boss, you didn't get a key. Is that... But do you remember if you did that boss at all this week? Right? That's the thing. You have to remember if you did the boss already or not this week. Yeah, you got to keep track. This is, what, this is what I'm saying. When you when you do testing like this, it has to be very methodical. Right, right. It's not just going through levels. I, I think... I think... Uh, I think I got something. I think I got something with this. And I, I think... I think we'll be good. 
I think tonight after the podcast, we're going to get it and then we'll, we'll get it right. All right. I, I think it's plausible more than it's not. So again, I think it's guaranteed four keys per character per week. Guaranteed. The rest of them are just random. But like once per day or four well, keys That's right. I think it's four per week per character. That's what I think. Well, I'm not sure how the actual engine works with the reset. If it's counting the actual week or the the Well, they the also they also did a reset today as every Thursday now it's universal every Thursday at 1 p.m. That's when all the resets happen now for the week before it wasn't like that. Right. So they've they've okay. they've, they've changed it. Hmm. And when I did it earlier, which screwed it up was the server got updated, but my game didn't get updated. So I don't know if that also screwed it up. So now yeah, I have to I have to blank it out. And try it right. again with with new characters, but too I many, too, too many variables. But I think I, I think I, I think I'm on something. All right. So the next story I want to talk about, okay, is a gentleman named Ron Cobb. Now Ron Cobb, those of you that I, I guarantee you, nobody knows the guy's name, right? You're not going, like, oh yeah, I know Ron Cobb. He was that guy. No, nobody knows him. Okay, let me let me bring up uh, the article here. Okay, the reason I want to bring this up is I'm a, I'm a movie guy. Those of you that don't know, I, I've worked in the film industry. I've worked in, I, I love film. I love, I loved, loved movies and Hollywood and stuff like that. So Ron Cobb is a cartoonist and a creator of some of the cinema's most iconic designs. And he died at the age of 83. His wife, 48 years, of 48 years, Robin Love, broke the news that Cobb passed away on Monday, September 21st, his 83rd birthday. So he literally died the same day he was born on, 83 years later, right? Nice. It's nice. Symmetric. Symmetry right? there. So he's a hometown of Sydney, Sydney, Australia. He was born in Los Angeles in 1937. Ron Cobb started his, uh, his in-betweener animator for Disney at the age of 18 and progressed to the breakdown artist of Sleeping Beauty in 1959 and in 1960. Cobb was also drafted into the U.S. Army, where he served as a, uh, a droughtman. Droughtsman? Correct me if I'm wrong, any military people out there. Droughtsman for it's, signal it's probably their, for the Vietnam. Yeah, it's, pro it's probably their titles for Australia. I don't know what the equivalent of us would be, but Droughtsman okay. sounds it's just a title. So on his return... To the U.S. in 1965, Cobb worked as a freelance artist contributing political cartoons for Los Angeles Free Press, underground paper, and designed album covers for a Jefferson's Airplane before uh, immigrating to Sydney in Australia in 1972. Eventually, Cobb was enlisted to design the alien uh, patrons for Star Wars, Cantina. So he created the Cantina of the aliens inside of Star Wars. Okay. Uh, soon became one of the most demand production designers with a string of credits including Aliens, Conan the Barbarian, The Last Starfighter, Total Recall, True Lies, and many, many others. Okay, but he's, what he's primarily worked on that everyone knows him for but doesn't know him for, like the outsiders don't know who he is, but the, in, the, the people in the business know who he is. Okay. He created Back to the Future DeLorean, which is the most iconic, arguably the most iconic car 
in in Hollywood, right? Next to next to the Batmobile. Right. Right. Okay. So that's what he worked on. So basically what I wanted to say is basically that Thank you. Thank you for giving me these memories and stuff in my in my brain and 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 give me something to drive for to become an actual person that came into the industry because movies like that is what inspired me to work in the film industry. And I didn't know anything about him. You know what I mean? I watched the credits and stuff like that, but I didn't know who Ron Cobb was. And because but you know what he did, but I knew but what he did, what done. and I respected what he did without even knowing the man himself, right? And now I do know him, but he's dead. So my condolences to his family. Uh, but thank you very much for for inspiring me in the film industry to to get in the film industry, right? So. That's that's just the story I want to bring up. So uh, Ron Cobb died of 83 on his birthday. I mean, that's that's just great, right? So here's to you, Ron, for for uh, for giving us good memories and stuff. All right. So the next story I want to talk about, I want to talk about. I don't know if anyone know this, but Monday. Little company called Microsoft bought a little company called Zenimax Media. They're just small little companies. Nobody knows who they really are. Just like Ron. Nobody knew who these companies were. They just came out of nowhere. Okay? Just came out of nowhere. So Microsoft, the conglomerate company, this mega corporation, came out out of nowhere and said, hey, uh, we've purchased Bethesda and everything that Bethesda owns and everything that Zenimax Media owns for a small chump change of cash money cash money straight up cash 7.5 billion dollars is what they cash money okay now the now the the whole thing is going to go through it's going to take a long process it's a big company there's a lot of moving parts at it right in a podcast with major nelson he was interviewing phil spencer todd howard and uh pete hines earlier and they were talking about that it was in the works since over the summer now the big thing is that there was a there was a tweet that came out that said that bethesda was in talks to sell to microsoft way back in 2018 okay which if you think about it makes sense and i'm gonna have to go back and look at my my our past broadcast of generation x gaming on this on this channel because i remember when fallout 76 came out people were giving it shit and i said there's something wrong with the company. They're trying to make money. They're trying to like get a whole bunch of money in. Todd Howard like tried to hire more people and couldn't get people hired, so he kind of like swerved it in to get other people. You know what I mean? Like they had to force this game out as fast as possible, which we got Fallout 76, the debacle that it is for the last two years. And I actually said at one point, I said, I said two things. I said that. Fallout 76 will be on Game Pass, which happened a couple months ago, okay? And I also said I think Microsoft should, or if I said would, buy Bethesda Studios. And I remember people saying that's crazy, that will never happen. And here we are, the day that never happened was Monday. Never happened, but Bethesda got bought out. And not only did they buy Bethesda, but they bought the other seven studios under the ZeniMax media, okay, which is absolutely insane. $7.5 billion, just to put it in perspective for people that think Sony and Microsoft were on the same plane, which they're not, okay, that 
if Sony spent $7.5 billion, they'd probably close shop two years later because they would spent so much cash. They could do it. They could do a deal like this one time. They probably struggle afterwards where Microsoft can do this same deal for $7.5 billion 10 times over with cash. Okay. Before they dip into their other currency with just credit and stocks and whatever else they want to do okay 10 times they could do the same deal over and over all right so what do you think about this sarge not only did they get bethesda let me let me break it down to you okay they've got they've got dishonored game they got wolfenstein elder scrolls online fallout series doom series they got starfield they got the evil within they got prey they got Arcane Studios, okay? They got Zenimax Studios, Bethesda Studios, ID, okay, or ID, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse. And I'm missing one. Uh, was it Mac, Mac and Games? Okay. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of studios they just picked up. So what do you what do you think of this whole deal? What's going on? There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. So Looking at it from the business standpoint, Microsoft wants to limit the interaction of developers that will hinder their business plan going forward, which is basically a service-based uh, business model, which is Game Pass. With those developers under Microsoft's banner, they have IP for the next 10 years. Easy. Easy. Have have the next 10 years of games locked up. They got this whole now, right. They got the whole console this generation console done with with games. Right. They're, right. they're locked up. They they have enough development teams right now without doing anything else right now 10 years worth of games easy. Now this it's a touchy subject, but it's not about being a fanboy of Microsoft or PlayStation. But as far as business goes, the, the, the capital, the amount of capital that Microsoft has as compared to Sony is, is negligible. It's like seven, it's like, it's like Sony's worth seven billion and Microsoft's worth like seven trillion. It's like, it's the number is right. The number is ridiculous. Right. Sony's worth 40 billion, 40.5 so billion. Right. So what, what you have to, what you have to understand is this is that Phil Spencer originally wanted to do this earlier, but they were, Microsoft, if, if you look back at the how things developed, Microsoft was not interested in doing a gaming console because it was costing them too much money and it wasn't bringing them enough profits in. Xbox struggled over the years. It did well with the 360, but overall, Xbox struggled against Nintendo and PlayStation. At this point now, Phil Spencer has proven to Microsoft and the upper upper suits that the amount of money that can be made in gaming is definitely something that Microsoft wants to fund. And that's how you know, based on his previous uh, deals that he's made up until this point, that gave Microsoft the green light and says, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Otherwise, there's no yeah. way... There's no way Microsoft would have released $7.2 billion 
for a gamble. Right. Well, you remember okay. when, when Bill Gates, when when Xbox first jumped, put their hat in the ring for for consoles, Bill Gates hated the idea of of the Xbox. He hated it. He's like, I don't know what this. And that was back in 2000. Here we are, sure. 20 years later. What you just said is 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 beautiful because Microsoft, meaning Bill Gates and the board and everyone, is behind Phil. Phil has pitched them. Look, this is where yeah. the industry is going. This is our vision. This is my vision to do what we can do with Xbox. We don't have to make a console. Just like you did with the software for PCs, we can do software for gaming, right? right? So, so that being that being set up now, it's it's a little bit dangerous for the consumer because really, right now, it's Nintendo and PlayStation left that has their own IP and their own game systems for people to buy and play, as opposed to signing up for a service, right? But the revenue that Microsoft can generate between crossplay, or cross, I'm sorry, what, what, what's, it, the, what's it, the name of that? It's the it's X, called cross. It's not cross. It's it's cross generation, and it's also the you're talking about X Cloud, yeah, right? X Cloud, yeah. the, the one that you you can't talk about that you've played. Oh, you can you can now. It's out. It's out now. Okay, yeah. so with that in place, Microsoft is able to capitalize a service to billions of people. Not millions right, or tens billions. of millions or hundreds of millions, right. billions of people. So for those people that can't afford to buy a gaming system, right. only have to have the box in the house and pay the service. Now you don't, you don't even have to have the box in the house. Well, well, for the Xbox, I'm just saying the Xbox, yeah. but if you have other items in the house, you can just still get Game Pass. Now, remember. Stadia was doing the exact same, exact same thing. thing. Yep. Exact same thing, except that they were poorly supported. They didn't have a library. They didn't know what they really wanted to do with it. And they don't have multiple uh, hardware devices that can handle what they're actually trying to do. Basically, if you took away all the if you took away all the hardware devices and just had an Xbox, Xbox and Stadia would be in the same boat right now. But yeah. because Microsoft has the capability of putting all these games on any device that they uh, at, at, that they that they sell, okay, trumps Stadia or not and sell, Stadia, right? Or and not makes sell. Stadia irrelevant, right? Okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead, finish your finish your thought. Right. So what we're looking at now is a tense situation only because there's a lot of power in one boat right now. PlayStation might do well with first-party titles. They might do well because of their fan base. They might do well because maybe the, the games that they have are really cool and people are still loyal to PlayStation. But this is now a this is now a deciding factor where the road is going to split, okay? And now you're going to have people getting more and more comfortable knowing that if I pay $30 a month or $20 a month, I have access to all these games on any device that I own that Microsoft produces, or I have a gaming console that has some games on it. Right. Okay. This is a big deal. Now, interjecting what you said about worrying about if, if Microsoft will hog all the first party titles and starts taking away from everybody else. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because either. something like Elder Scrolls, you want everyone to buy. I mean, I know it sounds greedy, right? 
but at the same time, you want it to be if if it's for gamers, right? If the game is made for gamers, you're gonna release it across platforms. You want everybody to have it, right? But but the number of development teams that they have, if they chose, if they chose to strangle PlayStation, they could. That's uh, that's the, yeah. that's the that's the dangerous part. But I, but I think but I think Phil Phil is is a much smarter businessman than that, right? Because like right now, Deathloop and uh, Go, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, right, or Tokyo Ghostwire, is exclusive. And he already said they're gonna honor the P PlayStation exclusives for those games, right? Those were under Zenimax. Those were under Bethesda games. They were going over to. Um, to PlayStation exclusives, and Phil said we're going to honor that. He could easily have been like, "No, they're they're he no longer be, exclusive. They right. can, they're for everybody." Or no, we're not we're not giving you the PlayStation anymore. They're just going to be for Xbox and PC. But he he didn't do that because he knows that if he takes those away, that's going to give more reason for PlayStation people to be like, "See, this is why I don't like Microsoft and Xbox. They they're pulling this right." What's good for the goose is not good for the gander, the PlayStation fans, right? PlayStation fans are like this to people that are like, well, Spider-Man is a Spider-Man exclusive, suck it, Xbox. But then all of a sudden, Microsoft buys Bethesda, and Sony fans are like, oh, man, I hope they don't pull. This is bullshit if they make Starfield exclusive. It's like, what's the difference there, Sony? Sony fans, what's the difference? Now, there's no, there is no, there is no battle going on between Sony and Microsoft because Sony is in bed with Microsoft because they're using the Azura program, which is the cloud service that they're using and developing. We talked about this like a year and a half ago. They're they're trying to make a game pass for PlayStation, right? Xbox is helping them because they know they're not any they're not in the same ballpark. They just all the infrastructure like they do. Okay. Now Phil has said that the competitors that they're worried about is Google and Amazon. Okay. We have a story later on, if we get to it, right? Amazon just announced a gaming service called Luna, okay? Where you can stream games and play games off of this platform, okay? Like Stadia. Stadia has Stadia. Google has Stadia, okay? Now, we look at Stadia and go, what a joke. It's so bad. This is their first attempt. Do you remember how bad Xbox was when it first launched? It was a shitty, it was a shitty console. The only thing that saved it was Halo. Halo is what saved, right? If it wasn't for Halo, Bungie wouldn't be what they are today, okay? And Xbox wouldn't be Xbox here. wouldn't be where they are today, okay? In the gaming market, okay? So Google's like, hey, we need to get into this market. Let's just make a let's just make a system and throw it in there, which they did with Stadia. So now going back to Phil with with this bit with this move. First of all, when that happened on Monday, I think I was the only person on the planet that wasn't shocked by it. I was like. Well, I said that I've said years ago that they they're probably going to pick them up. Right. I just saw the writing on the wall because they kept putting Bethesda games on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, they're in bed with them. They're, they're they're looking to do something with them. And I do predict I do predict that Bungie will get purchased by Microsoft. OK, and I'll tell you I'll tell you why after this. OK, so Phil, I don't think wants to make bad blood between the gamers. He doesn't give a shit about Sony. He wants to give goodwill and good gaming to be like, hey, doesn't matter where you play your games. If you want to play on PlayStation, cool. We'll sell our Xbox games on PlayStation so you can play. Cool. You don't own a console? You want to play on PC? Cool. You can play all our games on Game Pass day one, and you don't even have to buy the game. All you have to do is buy the $15 Ultimate Edition, right? If you're on PlayStation, you got to buy a PlayStation, and you got to buy $60, or I'm sorry, $70 for the PlayStation. But if you own an Xbox, 
nothing else out of pocket except 15 bucks a month right starfield comes out elder scrolls 6 comes out doom 3 dishonor well, 4 whatever just, just just take away just take away the 500 price tag because i can get an xbox series x not not my right this second but i'm just saying right. i can go out and buy an xbox series x no money out of pocket right 35 dollars a month 35 bucks a month I, for I mean, two years that's what I, and that includes the game pass all access right <laughs> right like that's this is just it's insane it's insane right, so i if sony doesn't have its own game pass service soon or just joins up with them and it's all on one thing period i playstation is not going to be around forever right if they it, don't it'll start be around, right. it'll, it'll be around but it's not going to be around Right. For like some of you getting ready to have kids and retire, well, it ain't going to be around well, then. Atari was around. Sega Dreamcast was around. I mean, right? around, you, yes, yeah. in name. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In name. Right, right now. I mean, you, I don't I don't I don't want to see PlayStation go away. But the the type the type of game that's happening right now between the businesses of what the actual future of gaming is going to be. I mean, currently Sony's analog and Xbox is digital. This is Right. It's, 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 it's a little. Listen, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I'm a little hesitant because there's a lot of power to control now that Microsoft has. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the amount of IP power and what they have to bring to the table to make the value of Game Pass seem unprecedented. They have like 21 studios now. I think 21, 21 studios. Yeah, it's. What 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 they're doing with Microsoft right now, like you just said, right? If I get an Xbox and Elder Scrolls Six comes out or Starfield comes out, it's nothing else out of pocket for me. If I'm if I'm interested in the game or not, I can just download it onto my console and try it out. Yeah, but, but see, that's my point. Like, and there's 15 million yeah, subscribers right now. If I if I give you three titles out of Bethesda, if I said Fallout Fallout Five. Doom, Starfield, Doom Three, Elder, right, Elder right. Scrolls Six. Right. Okay, so now I either buy them, or Separate. I'm just paying, or I'm just paying thirty five dollars a month <laughs> to and I get the to play and, to, and and the thing. It's it's right. insane. It's insane. We're, is, we're is at twenty three. Okay, twenty three. It's insane. Like, for instance, you can literally. Like it's it's the best it's the best and I, I I say it's the best gaming system but the landscaping of gaming right now if we close our eyes five years from now we could literally have an Apple Amazon Xbox console and PlayStation's gone do you know what I'm saying because all Apple has to do is like purchase Sony they can cash yeah, money but, but 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 is but is the next rendition of what we're doing just basically a PC yes. It, it not only right. will it be a the PC, next, the, the it'll, next it'll be built. Of where we are is it's a PC. It, it'll be built into your television set. It'll be all inclusive into your television set. It'll be an app on your thing instead of turning on your Xbox. Like like, like the PlayStation entity would be something I just download to my yeah. to my box, yeah. not an actual entity of buying a system and games. Yeah, like I have this thing in my house. Yeah. And PlayStation makes games I can download, and Xbox makes games that I and I yep. and I just have this box, yep. which basically is a PC. Yeah, yeah. And and Xbox more, or I should say, Microsoft doesn't care where you buy the game from. They have the game, and you buy it one, play it wherever you want. 
wherever you want. They're still making money off of it, right? So it's, it's this is this it's is insane. Uh, it's insane. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in because it, it in the tech version of it, the people who are in the tech stuff like this is it's amazing. It's cool now. But now, now you got to think of all the interfighting with what the developers are doing. You have Obsidian and and Bethesda in the same, same under the same umbrella. Right. <laughs> so my so right. my question is: Fallout New is Vegas too. Who's who's making the next game? And nobody has to worry about bonuses for 85 percent. And who's getting screwed out of a bonus this time? But who's making the game? Well, here's what I think could happen. Right? I think Microsoft pulls Bethesda aside and goes, "Look, let's be honest here, guys." Your Fallout 76 is absolute travesty, okay? We have Outer Worlds here by Obsidian, which looks much better than your piece of shit over here, okay? Now, we paid we paid $7.5 billion for you, and here's what we're going to do with first firsthand. You're now going to work with Obsidian, and Obsidian's going to make the next Fallout game, okay? Because, but because what I'm saying, can, one of the best Fallout games was Fallout New Vegas, Okay, so let's make Fallout New Vegas 2. Obsidian's going to head up the product. You're going to take your people over here at Bethesda and move them over and help out with Obsidian as they make a better game. Oh, and by the way, Elder Scrolls 6, we might put on hold a little longer because Avowed looks a lot better than what Elder Scrolls 6 is, right? Let's work on Starfield. What do you need? Microsoft's like, what do we need to get this thing out? Right. But just say a number. <laughs> just tell me a number. How much do you need to put it on the, on the piece of paper? How many developers do we need to make Starfield happen ASAP. The sooner the better, because it's on Game Pass, and we don't care if it's complete. We just want you to get it out there, and then we'll drag it along for the next three years. Let's do it. Where do we sign? Here's here's my here's my other issue. I don't I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here, but we can we can go down all kinds of rabbit holes right now. Here's what I picture Elder Six releasing as. Ready for this, bro? I picture Elder Six releasing as a as one of the drives. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six comes out as one yeah. of those drives for yeah. like by itself, hundred dollars, right. and I get the drive. Yep. You know that's oh, like that's what I'm thinking is going to happen because we're we're listen we're on a whole different level now. It's not it's not even close to the same. Star everybody everybody keeps everybody Starfield keeps, is five hundred twelve gigabytes on a on a cartridge that you stick in the back of the thing. Somebody, I, my brain's about to explode. What what we're looking at right now is basically a transformation of the landscape of, of how the games are going to be released because now Microsoft is in charge of like 30 titles. Yeah, more okay? than that, more than that. 15, 15 of which everyone knows about. Yeah. The other 15, are, I mean, they're there, but they're not like Elder Scrolls out, you know, that type of out front, but like you still know them. Doom, you know, Dark Souls, like they're, what are we talking about? So... So, like, so wait, so wait, I'm trying to get the thought out of my head. So right now, everyone keeps saying, like, everyone thinks, oh, oh, yeah, Starfield's coming out next year. Uh, Elder Scrolls is coming out, like, 2023. Like, uh, no, no, okay, no, okay. They're, they have to, now they have to, now they have, to, they have this big pile of stuff. Now they have to take all the pile, and they got to put it in an order. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so where are you guys right now as far as development? Like, where are you really? Like, really, where are you? Like, if if we said to you, hey, Todd, when do you think you can have Starfield out? And by the way, working. 
working well the way we, it's supposed to we, not 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 that the guys actually move on the screen no, we, i'm talking about like a working game well todd todd said they're closer than they were he did an interview earlier yesterday or whatever he said they're closer to finishing it now than they were at the beginning of this interview is what he said okay so yeah that's great right so by todd's words it's not about it's not about when it releases it's about when it, but, when that's it, what, when it, but that's what I'm, <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. Now my question is: They were under their own gun and released a piece of shit. Now they're under now they're under Microsoft. Can they release a piece of shit like that? Well, I think. Well, here's here it is, right? Xbox saw Fallout 76 and said, "Holy shit, they did it!" Not only did they sell a Fallout multiplayer at, at running at a piece of shit, it's successful. We don't think it's successful, but as many sales they got with that and the microtransactions that people are spending, Microsoft was like, that's a success. Let's well, buy you, that I'll, company. I'll tell you why. Hold your thought. I'll tell you why everyone thought that the game sucked really bad. It's because at the time that Fallout 76 was being sold, we were in the market switch of people buying physical to digital. Right. Right. We were in the physical right. switch. 2018. So, yeah. when, so when everybody said, we can't give them away. They're sitting here. We're attaching them to controllers. We're trying to sell this game because we can't get it out of the store. All that says to me, it's not that it wasn't purchased. It's that they had so many hard copies in inventory where a lot of people were just getting it digital. So it made it look like the game wasn't popular. I still want to see sales numbers. I want to see sales numbers of Fallout 76. I'm pretty sure it did well. Otherwise, we wouldn't have even heard about it anymore. Right. I, I think I lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? What was I saying? I told you, hold it. I couldn't hurl it. I forget what I was going to say. I, I, I apologize. It's, it, was, I, it, was, it was something I, I, to do. I, I can't remember now. It's fucking gone. Chat, give me a, give me a, give me a title. What was I saying? What was, I, what, what was I about to say? Milk. Bread, eggs. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't think of it. That's a joke. That's, that's a joke. Inside joke. We're, we were talking about how Bethesda can't release a game crappy now. Oh, yes. Okay. So they looked at Fallout seventy six and said, "Look, let's buy them. Okay, and bring them over. It's a perfect. It's a perfect thing for Game Pass. Okay, Game Pass. You is, can't. You can't complete a game. You, we'll you, give you all the time you need." Right. You it's 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 perfect on both levels, right? Because as a developer, you can release your game early, get it out for millions and millions of people to play, okay? And the customers don't get super mad about it because they didn't spend 60 bucks. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. Todd can be sloppy piece of shit. Yes. And no one complains because right. they didn't pay for it. They they yes. they can bring they can bring a buggy mess game on Game Pass, and all they have to do is put it in the preview program. Or all they have to do is go early access on Game Pass, play it here first, help help play test it, help do all the stuff. And you're not paying for it because think about it. It's ingenious because 15 bucks, 10 bucks, you're in the Game Pass, you're in the Game Pass household. So now they have 15 million subscribers. That's 15 million potentials like testers they can that, that they can play. So Starfield, let's say it's not coming out for two years. Now, one year. One year they can they can release it. Now, this is me speculating. This is me just saying a bunch of stuff, right? But they can release it early. And if it's a 
in like a star okay, citizen. Yeah, if it's in an okay form, like a Fallout 76, they can release it and it would be okay in their eyes because you're not paying full price. They're giving the developers plenty of time to work on stuff and then they can drag Starfield over the next four years. Uh, that's but that's that's something that bothers me. Oh, I know. That bothers that bothers me. You don't release a full product. That bothers me. That I don't get. That I don't get. But that's 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 the game plan, right? That's the game plan. Think about it. You're an independent developer. And I'm not even talking about Bethesda. You're a you're a small developer, right? It's just us two making a game. Xbox comes up to us and goes, How many, how many people do you think are gonna buy your game? You're like, I don't know, three thousand. And they're like how about we take your game and we put it on Game Pass and we have 15 million people potentially that could play your game. And you're like, yeah, I'll, t I'll take that deal, right? That's that's a win, right? And if you're Bethesda, a big AAA company, you're like, how long is it going to take you to complete the game? Oh, we're two years out, three years, three years out from completing the game. All right, well, can you put a game together in the next year? Get it, get it somewhat in the, in, the, in the ballpark and we'll release it on Game Pass, early access. Right. And they're like, yeah, we could do that. Great. Let's do it. Right. And they show them the numbers. Look, we have grounded from Obsidian. This is a brand new game in Alpha. Right. Look at look at Fallout 76's numbers now that you're on Game Pass because people don't have to, people are upset because they had to pay 60 bucks. But now they're not paying 60 but bucks. Is, but yeah, but this is the part that bothers me because now I'm paying for a service that half the games I like aren't finished. It's all pregame. It's all you can't, game. You, you can't you won't be pissed anymore. You'll be upset. But you won't be pissed because you're not spending that money. There's a hundred other games. You're like, well, this game's in right. a bad state. Right. A, this one doesn't. Uh, right. This one doesn't matter. This is a shitty state. I'll just go to a game that's not in a shitty state. So it's a win-win for developers. Yeah. I can release. A, I can release a crappy game. I believe so. And I, I get feedback from the from the from the community, and I don't have to worry about them bitching about it because they're not paying full price for a broken game. Right. Like, so that's, it, this is the mentality it, that we're in now. It's, it's a win. It's a win for the consumer because they don't spend the money to to try the game. Right. It's a win for the developer because they have the time to work on the game over time and release it and make money on top of that. It's a win for Xbox or Microsoft because they're getting more subscribers to join in every single day with all these with all these, uh, you know, with all these new games coming out. OK, it's a win all around except for, for them, yeah, except for the small consumers like me who think this stuff and go, eh, it's still a broken game. Right. It's, right. it's still a broken game. Right. Think about it. All they have to do, all they have to do, is put a disclaimer on the Game Pass uh, terms of service. All games are not completed. Not. <laughs> right, right. All games are not completed. You guys can't bitch about it. Right. You can never ask for a refund for anything. It goes like this fast across the All games in the games are not completed. There's a time, time of the purchase of the game. But you, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to be negative about it, but like, listen, you know as well as I do, is if you can, if you're a business, and you can get away with something without a problem. You're you'll gonna do it 100 until you're, you get caught. You're gonna do it until you get you're caught. You're gonna do yeah, it absolutely. Absolutely. So here's my idea about Bungie, right? So a couple weeks ago, we talked about Bungie was rumored that Microsoft was thinking about purchasing them, right? And let me tell you, I talked about this on the stream, so this might be double information for some people that are watching right now. Everyone's for sale. When someone says they're in negotiations, that's when they're actually talking. But when someone says, yeah, they were in talks, anyone's in talks. I can literally pick up the phone and go, hey, uh, Bungie, uh, how much do you want? And they're like, I'm sorry for what? It's uh, it's fifty dollars for the for the the new expansion. And they're like, no, 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 no. How much do you thing. want for the whole thing? And they're like, uh, four. Gotta get back to you, right? No, I gotta get back to you. They're like four billion. They're like four billion. All right, thanks. We'll check back, right? And they hang up the phone. They go, they want four billion, and they go, 
mm, that's pretty pricey for one game. That, that's it. They have one game. They've done one game in the last six years, right? And they go, huh, well, they're asking for way too much. Who's out there that's for sale that we can get for double that, right? They pick up the phone and go, Bethesda, how much? And they're like, for, for what, Fallout? Uh, you can just buy a microtransaction. No, 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 no. How much do you want for the whole thing? Oh, we're not for sale. You have to talk to Zenimax, right? And they pick up the phone, Zenimax, how much do you want for everything? They're like, 7.5 billion. They're like, all right, you want it cash? You want it today? All right, so this is, I gave the example of this. I gave the example. It's like real estate. When someone's a real estate broker and they can buy a lot of real estate, if they're interested in one of the houses on the street and they're asking for way too much money, okay? If it's a person that has a shit ton of money, they'll just buy it, right? They'll just buy it straight up. But if it's a person that's asking and they know it's absurd, right? The house is maybe worth like 750,000, but they're asking for like 2 million, okay? They go, yeah, that's too much. So what do they do? They approach the neighbors and say, how much do you want your, for your house? Well, 350,000. All right, great. Here's 350,000 and here's an extra 100,000 in cash. Don't worry, put that, put, that, put that away, right? They sell that house, which then now brings the cops down. Then they buy another house down the street in the same area, also bring that down. So then when the guy comes back and they say, how much do you want for your house? And they're like, well, 2.5, sorry. The comps tell me that your house is only worth $700,000, right? And they're like, oh. because they bought everything around them, okay, to bring that value down. Well, some people some people don't want to move. I get that. No, but no, no. But Bungie I, I the, is I, that I, I, house owner right now that's just throwing a number out there. And then they bought Bethesda and said, we paid $7 billion for them. You're asking for four. We just bought seven companies okay with this much revenue with this many people with this many stuff that's seven games that's seven companies that you're making one game and you can't even do it correctly right now with the amount of people you have i will say i will say that bungie won't talk about being bought by microsoft until after they're done with the game for 10 cent mm. I think in the next six months they, to a year. Because they've, they've, they've been working on it now for about three years. Look, just like when Bethesda started putting their games on Game Pass, and I called it, I said, they're going to buy Bethesda. Okay, here we are. Bungie's Destiny is on Game Pass. That is the foot in the door. Foot in the door. Okay. I say six months to one year. Okay, they're going to see how it does. They're going to see how it does. Thank you, Duplass. Right, they're gonna see how it does. Yeah, you said ten cent again. He always says ten cent. Uh, uh, they're gonna see how it does with Game Pass when it comes out. Right now, people are downloading the shit out of it because you got everything up to this point right now for Shadowkeep. Okay, Bungie's going. Oh shit! There's a lot more people playing this game right now because they didn't have to buy it. Okay, and they're trying it out. I'm telling you, within six months to a year, we're gonna hear something about either being purchased. It doesn't mean they're going to make it exclusive for Xbox in any way, shape, or form. What it does mean is they're going to give them the money and they can make their game and it can be on Game Pass and it can be incomplete, just like we talked about with Fallout 76 and everything else. And the updates, it doesn't matter. It all just works in the Game Pass formula, okay? And I have to admit, Destiny and Bungie, their recipe for Destiny fits on Game Pass perfectly. Okay, what they're doing for there with the updates and the season pass and all that stuff works perfectly for Game Pass, right? Like, 
all the content that comes out for for certain games on game pass buy the game or play the game on game pass but buy the dlcs right so even if you have to purchase the dlcs and not the game you're only spending 30 dollars for the season pass instead of paying 50 bucks plus 30 dollars and you're paying 80 dollars. you see what i'm saying it's a yeah, perfect but the, the, the recipe value, but the value the value really shines right now is if i'm going to get a brand new xbox with game pass for 35 dollars a month right like it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that's ridiculous well duplis to to be honest i don't know if you know the difference between and i'm not saying you personally but i gave an example in discord the other day the basketball players are very wealthy okay they can go to a dealership and buy a really expensive car the owner of the team can that pays the checks to all those wealthy people okay, that can buy expensive cars, can buy the dealership that they're buying the cars from, okay? Being a publisher is very expensive, is very expensive. You're footing out the bill for the other companies that can't afford it, okay? Hence why Bungie couldn't do it originally, hence why they had to go to Microsoft originally, hence why they had to team up with Activision second time around, and they want to be a publisher, but they don't have, I don't know if it's the leadership, Cash, cash flow, flow whatever hence why they got the money from netease for 100 million dollars because they want to take the money and go oh well, we're publishing their game and we're working on it right that's what it is they're trying to build their portfolio if they want to be a publisher cool but i don't really think that bungie is going to be a publisher i mean they might be a publisher but this would behoove them to take this deal and we don't know the deal obviously it doesn't exist but if there is a deal it doesn't mean they sign a contract for the rest of their life they could have a, right. they could have an exclusivity with Xbox for the next five years, ten years, right? To make that extra cash flow that they need, I but I to I, then become the publishers they want to become. To be to be fair to Bungie, I still think that they're they're fine. Oh, absolutely, they're, they don't need yeah, to be bought. They're, they're, right, they're fine with cash. Right, they're fine with cash. The only thing that bothers me, and, and I've said it many times, and I'm going to continue to say this because I'm waiting for us. I'm waiting for one of these real game journalists to break the goddamn story. Okay, I'm telling you that a full team is not working on Destiny. No. Okay, a no. full team is not working on Destiny. The reason why we're this in these droughts and then right, this Destiny, they're not they're not working on they're not working with a full team. They're doing other things. They got this money to make and publish other stuff. They are they're. They're burning the candle from both ends. They're trying to make it work. I get it. I said, but if there was a full team working on Destiny, do you understand what kind of stuff we would have right now? Right. right there's I mean, a, there's been, a... listen, here, here's, here's my point. If I take the last six years of Destiny, right? If the last three, if the last two years before Destiny 1 came out and that's the game we got, this has been six years bef- six years after that, and all we're getting is this. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I don't I don't see the progression of what they're trying to do with their team. I just see getting by. Getting by until the next thing. Right. Not a major release title. This is what we're doing. This is our vision. This is our thing. It's oh, don't go anywhere. I got something else for you. Right. Right, Brain. It is like that, like Fox said. It's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So from that, there's the 15 million subscribers. This this is before Bethesda purchase. 15 million subscribers before 
Bethesda. Now they make this deal. This is going to go Dude, up exponentially. You know gonna, right. Do you know how many people are going to sign up for Game Pass? Exponentially. Exponentially. By December, by Christmas time, I say 25 million. Easy. They're going to go up 10 million. Easy. It took them five. It took them six months to go up 5 million. In the next less than four months, they'll go up 10 million. Okay. That holiday sale. When when does when does the when does the official X Cloud thing pass? When does that? It's in release? beta right now. It's out. It's out. People can download. You can download it right now on Android devices and stuff. On your phone right now, you can download it. You have an Android. You can download Game Pass right. Oh wait, you don't own Game Pass. Look, fifteen million and one right here. Sarge can get it and he can start playing Game Pass on his on his Android uh, device. Okay, so. What does this mean for Bethesda, though, going forward with the buy? Right, Todd said, and let me bring the, let me bring this up because Todd talks about less pressure. That's what it brings, less pressure. Well, no, he talks about that. This is this is an article. He talks about um, where the hell is it? Basically, they've this is the biggest update graphically overhaul to the engine. Which means they're not making a new engine. They're overhauling their old original engine that's like 20 years old or 25 years old, okay, to Starfield. Okay? This is going to be the biggest thing since Morwen, I think they said. Okay? And running on the Xbox and running on the new PlayStation, obviously, I, I'm assuming it's not going to be exclusive. Now, it could be, it could be timed exclusive. Starfield could come out timed exclusive for Xbox and PC at launch, and then maybe a couple months later come out for a P PlayStation. But I don't think they're going to do that. Because I think Starfield itself sells Xbox. The, 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 because if I buy a PlayStation, I have to pay $70 for Starfield. But if I have an Xbox, I just, I just buy Game Pass. Right? I just play Game Pass. Right? It's, it's insane. It's insane. For half the cost of the game, you can monthly payments on an Xbox. Right? I mean, and you're getting an Xbox and you're getting Game Pass and you're getting the game. You know what I mean? It's like, it's insane. 35 bucks a month for two years. Okay. So, and you also and save. You, and, 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 right. And you also save like, 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 like 65 no, or 30 dollars. It's 60 bucks. 60 bucks for the S and it's 80 to 100 for the X. Doing the, pay, doing the payments. Right. For the S. For the S. Okay. So. Todd says perspective, but that's the director also shared a wholesome story about the, uh, this acquisition uh, means so much to him for personal level. The blog post, he mentioned a particular reward moment in his career that truly stuck for, out for his special reason. When I receive a lifetime achievement award at GDC, I joked that my acceptance, uh, wonder the achievement points. This is how they won Todd over. Okay. At the end of the ceremony, some good friends from Microsoft congratulated me and said, uh, they'll find out. He added a few months later, he was given a code to a game they had created named after him. Okay. And they that when he locked his account and then ran, it unlocks a single achievement called lifetime 1000 points. It still sits in my list. So they gave him his own achievement on his Xbox. Okay. This is how they want him over. Okay. He says though, that with each console cycle, we've evolved together from uh, bringing mods to consoles with fallout four. Now over a billion downloads. A billion downloads and the latest technology is fueling xbox series x and s and the new systems are optimized for the vast worlds we love to create with the with the leaps in graphic uh, with graphics and the cpu data streaming as well it led to our largest engine overhaul since oblivion i said morwin i meant oblivion 
with all technologies powering our first new IP in 25 years of Starfield as well as Elder Scrolls 6. So this new this new engine, okay, is powering Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, I think I know everyone wants to give shit to Todd this whole entire time. But I think Todd had a lot to do with getting Microsoft interested in buying and making this making this sale. Right? Not just with the Bethesda, but buying Zenimax. I think they bailed them out because they had to sell Bethesda to Zenimax, and now they're free. They're free of Zenimax, but they're in the, the the overlord of Xbox, of Microsoft now. Okay. But I think this is a good move for right now. I think it's a good move for Bethesda. I think this gives Bethesda a little bit more cred where Zenimax Studios is trying to dick you over, but now Microsoft is trying to save you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this is the this is the overhaul that that's, that's been given. I I, I I don't think. And again, I said this earlier in stream on my on my earlier stream. Phil Spencer right now I think is the guy holding everything together, the glue. If he leaves or gets fired and they bring in some other guy to take over, I think that's when they start nickel and diming and screwing people over. But I really think that Phil is that guy that's like, look, the nicer you are to their customers, the more they'll give us, right? The more you bring into here and make everyone be able to play wherever they want and do whatever they want, he doesn't want bad blood. He doesn't see he he seems like a guy that just doesn't want like if you're wearing an ugly sweater, he doesn't want to tell you you're wearing an ugly sweater. Be like, hey man, it's a nice sweater, right? Like he's just gonna make you feel good when you're around him. He's gonna tell you the things that you want to hear. He's a smart businessman this, and he's this, a gamer. This is a, long, this is a long time plan that he's had. This is a this is a genius move. Oh, absolutely. From from, from, from when he, when he first started, like the first thing was the TV bullshit, and that's why they got rid of that guy and replaced him with him. Well, the other guy made it a complete like wrong move making the xbox like a, a, a set top box where it's a one-stop shop TV, hence TV, why they want xbox TV. one right right he, he's taking this to the whole level so i think this is really good for bethesda not only i mean you look at fallout 76 you're like it's struggling it's struggling it's 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 a struggle but wait when fallout 76 comes on the new console and they're using and they'll update you know this is going to happen you know they're going to update fallout 76 to the new engine Right? You know they're going to do this. This is. They, I, they, I just, they I just, sold I, you I wanna, Skyrim 11 times over. You don't think they're going to upgrade Fallout 76? <laughs> I just want Fallout 4 to work properly with the new Xbox. Can you <laughs> right. fix all the bugs in that one? And yeah. I'll, 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 I'll replay that again? They're not going to fix the bugs, Sarge. They, they'll add new ones for you, but they won't fix the old ones. Oh, the, 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 the Skyrim stuff got fixed over time. No, but come on. By, that, by mods. Yeah, by, <laughs> by, by, by mods. By, by other people. Yeah, absolutely. By, real, by other people, but. sure. All right. So, the next story I want to talk about uh, the overhaul engine. We talked about that. All right. Let's talk about the pre order debacle. Xbox pre order debacle. Okay. I really, I really don't think it's a debacle, bro. Well, it is kind of a debacle. Not because of the it pre orders itself. No, not because of the pre orders itself. We all knew that the pre-orders were going to sell out in two seconds. That's not the debacle I'm talking about. The debacle I'm talking about that everyone's blaming Microsoft on, and I think they're blaming the wrong person. They need to blame Amazon because when it went pre-orders went live, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, Microsoft itself, yeah, they, the sites crashed. You had it in your cart. It went away. That's a debacle. But the real debacle is Amazon came on late, right? They showed cute dogs and stuff on their thing. We had it on my stream. But Amazon did something really dirty, 
you type in Xbox Series X and one picture at the very top comes up. Okay, I, I did it live on stream. Okay, one picture up on top comes up and it was just the Xbox, Xbox Series X. Everything after that was Xbox One X. Okay, so people were just clicking away. Now, obviously, you got to take credit where credit's due. If you're an idiot and you didn't read and you just clicked a button, okay, but Xbox One X was the fourth top selling thing on Amazon, okay, during that time period. Coincidence? No. Did everybody really want an Xbox One X? Right? No. no, I'm pretty sure they thought it was an Xbox Series X and they bought it. Now, there's two theories. Some people think that was bots. I'm hoping it's the bots. Right? It would I'm be pretty the funny. Bots the wrong one. Right? I'm hoping it's the bots. Because right? it would be really bad if Timmy opens up or or Cheryl opens up their 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 Christmas birthday or Hanukkah gift and they open it up underneath the, the you know the tree or their other package and they open it up and it's an Xbox One X and the kid looks at it and goes what the hell is this this is not the Series X how hard is it to read dad and mom mm. right and they'll be like what do you mean Timmy this you is ruined Christmas right right and then so on Christmas when my kid opens up gifts I'm going to have a little smile on me because I know around the world there's a lot of people getting an Xbox One X that didn't want it. And then I feel bad for the kids. But I'm still going to smile. I'm not going to laugh. I'm still going to smile and be like, someone right now is getting yelled at by their six-year-old or ten-year-old. And it's, it's going to make me it's going to make me smile a little bit. Okay. Or they or they run out of the room crying. This This is a big mistake. Okay. Now, it could be the bots, but I don't think it's bots. I honestly think that people were thought it, it was the Xbox Series X. And everyone's like, well, it's Microsoft's fault for playing them too close. Series and one are just too close together. They both have X's and there's just, there's just a lot of confusion going on. Now, let me make this scenario to you. My son says he wants an Xbox, right? I know nothing about Xbox, right? I'm not me right now. I'm just somebody else, okay? I know nothing about it. Do you show up? five seconds before and go what the hell's an xbox series x and then know nothing and just start jabbing at keys with your butter fingers and your fat fingers hitting the keyboard and, and just ordering shit or do you go what do you want you want an xbox series x what is that all right let me do some research right okay so look at the picture look at the thing that looks nothing like the thing like yeah you have to take you have to take credit for yourself right take responsibility like if you bought the wrong one well thank god there's a return policy okay but don't blame other people for your mistakes, okay? Yes, Amazon did a little dirty thing there by putting them in the, in the... If I put Xbox Series X, nothing else should show up on the fucking page except for that thing that I asked for, right? But they they, they sold some stuff. So third-party sites, uh, bots bought it. I hope it's the bots, too. I, I'm hoping it's the bots. It would be funny because the bot wouldn't know. Because right, they, they, about, they wouldn't know. They just see X, Xbox X, and they would they would buy that instead of buying the other one, right? So, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Anyone in chat, did you guys get an Xbox X or an Xbox Series S? Now, there are other things happening. Like, okay, here's, a, here's an insider tip here, guys. Insider tip. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. This is, nobody knows except Twitter and everyone that follows this person on Twitter. More pre-orders but they're only taking pre-orders inside the actual game itself, like inside the game store itself, right? So you can't call. They're not going to tell you. They shouldn't. They're trying to limit the people that come into the store 
but they still want to make sales, right, for the PlayStation 5. So if you're looking for PlayStation 5's disc version, the high-end one with the disc, go to GameStop starting September 25th. Today's the 24th. This is this is from Twitter, okay, from Wario64, if you guys don't know who that is, okay? Go to GameStop, and you and you say, I'd like to do a pre-order for, for PlayStation. They might have extra ones that they're not saying, which come a week later. They don't come opening weekend. So it launch weekend, they won't be there at launch weekend. They're getting them the week after for, for extra. And this is the way it works here. The ones that already came over on a ship, they're sitting in, they're sitting in the, uh, the port right now, right? Just waiting to, to be delivered, okay? Because they have to sit there for a certain period of time. The next ones are already on a ship coming over, okay? And they're probably going to sit in the port waiting to be shipped as well, Okay. So the ones that get released on launch will be launch, and the ones the rest after that. So if you're looking for a PlayStation, I don't know about the Xbox, but if you're looking for a PlayStation 5, go into your local GameStop and ask if, there's, if they have pre-orders. They're not advertising it. They don't want people lining up or anything like that. All right, so there you go. So is, it wrong, is it wrong to be excited about a new, play, a, new, a new Xbox just to play an old game to see what it'll do to it? Sure. Sure, but what do you think it's going to do to it? Make it run better? Because some of these games are pushing it, man. Some of I these mean, games are always pushing it on the system. I mean, it's not going to miraculously just... And I'm not, and are I'm they not advertising, Charles? Times. They are advertising it? <clears throat> See, the, I, I, just read the, I just read the tweet. He said they're not telling anybody. Cats out of the bag. Oh, it's over. I've, I, I just advertised it. Sorry, they I called... They oh, they, they called you? Oh, there you go. Did they actually call you? Did GameStop actually call you to tell you that you're, you're on a list? You don't want to be on their naughty list, or you're on their good list? They said they were posting the amount on the door. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're, did you show up to an original store for the pre-orders and were, were you put on an actual list and that's why they contacted you that's why i'm asking i don't think they're sending it because i didn't get an email i didn't get a, i didn't get an email what the hell what the hell what makes you special charles <laughs> so that's that's the uh the playstation debacle over a month ago okay so you, you were put on a list i got you I got you. But they're not, what I'm saying is that they're not putting it out on like CNN or, you know, on, on C whatever. CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This is CNN. So the last thing about Xbox that we're going to talk about is the SSD. The SSDs are coming out. They're $219. That's okay. crazy, dude. $219 for the, for the console stuff. Okay, now I'm gonna bring this up on the on the screen here. Let me bring this up. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They don't have they don't have time. Okay, so this is the Seagate uh, hard drive that's coming out. Now this is a PCI Express Gen Four. Okay, so you can't use your other ones. I know people out there are like, no, you can use your no, no. This is proprietary. This is the only thing that'll fit on the back of the Xbox. Now, here's what I find funny, okay? 
nobody wanted to buy. You're like, I don't want to buy an X. It's too expensive. So you buy yourself an S with 512 gigabytes of storage for $300. And now you're going to buy this for $219, which is the price of the, the X. Xbox X. And you're getting 512 extra storage, right? Because you're buying a terabyte and you already had 512. Now, the price is not outrageous. The price is the actual price of what that's going for right now, right? They're not gouging the price or anything like that. But it is kind of gouging the price because it's proprietary to the Xbox and no other, there's no other third party that you can buy at this time. You know it's going to happen, just we don't know when, okay? I guarantee you it's not going to happen at launch. It'll probably happen after Christmas or whatever, like a couple months in, all right? But $219, so now people are like, well... See, they, they made the Xbox really cheap. It's $500 and it's $300. Well, if you want extra storage, that's $700. Okay, and that's $500. And that's a lot big difference. The PC. Right. So you're, you're buying a low-grade PC. Still a better deal, but the peripherals is what they're, what, they're, what they're getting. Remember what I said on this show. Me and Sarge both said, wait to the day where they're starting to... This, this is what they're selling you. Like, like he said, Elder Scrolls Six will have its own disc like this that you just pop in the bag because it's so big it needs all the storage possible it'll be the first who what's going to be the first game that's one terabyte one terabyte sarge what game do you think will be one terabyte is it a franchise that's out now or do you think it doesn't exist yet i think i think with all dlcs and things added i think star citizen has a shot Star Citizen? You think it's coming think, to console? I no no. You asked me. You asked me. You didn't say console. You said oh, one terabyte. I'm sorry. I didn't. You said you're one, right. one you're... terabyte. Now, if you say console, I think that's what that I think. With, Boxer. With, that's exactly with what DLCs, I think. With DLCs, with DLCs. Uh, yeah. Thank you. He said it. GTA. Yeah. I, I, GTA I Six has I think a shot. Has a shot to be the first shot. terabyte terabyte thing, or pretty goddamn close. Mm-hmm. Right. Has a shot. It'll be over 512 uh, 12 gigabytes. Yeah, I put the I put the next the next GTA is like 680 700. Right? Everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll go I'll go uh GTA." Yeah, exactly. Because remember the, the guy who created Grand Theft Auto was like, "I want to make Grand Theft Auto world. world." Right? So, I can just see that happening. Yeah, but Rockstar Rockstar is like the drug dealer who's a billionaire who no one talks about. Like they're over in the corner. Nobody's talking about Rockstar. Right. Nobody gives a shit. Everyone's just talking about all this other mess going on right now. Rockstar is sitting on a pile of cash probably bigger than Epic. Okay? Think about bigger that. Bigger than Epic. And and they're Undertake 2. Right, they're Undertake 2. They don't even publish their own games. Right. Right? So what are they doing? Right? They have way more cash, and they don't even publish their own games. They have other games, but they don't publish them. They don't. There's not a Rockstar publisher. Yeah, because, because Take Two is their publisher. Pocket. They're putting that money right. in their pocket. Like a Jeep. Listen, you can't say in one breath that GTA 5 is the most most profitable piece of entertainment of all time, and then everybody just stops talking about it, and we're worried about the $7.2 billion buyout from okay. Microsoft right. to Bethesda, right? And Epic suing. Epic is suing Apple and trying to make moves in the in the online consumer space. Meanwhile, Rockstar is in the corner going, what? It's like a dude that wakes up at like noon every day because he doesn't have to do anything anymore. Like what? What happened? Oh fuck them! We're, we're gonna come out of that. We'll we'll come out with another game soon. They won't worry about any of that shit. Don't worry about it. Like like 
Everyone thinks Epic's got money. Yeah, Epic makes a lot of money because of Fortnite. Do you realize? Do you realize how much money Rockstar made? Ro or Ro is Rockstar? Making? Okay, please, guys, get perspective. Right? Just because Epic's trying to sue Apple doesn't mean they're the big dog on the block. The guy who's sleeping and not saying anything's got cash flow. Well, I'll be honest with you. Rockstar is only worth three point five billion. Yo, worth. Yeah, worth $3.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not how what you're worth is not what you're making. That's, oh, no, I know. Two, but what different, I, two different things. But what I'm saying is Epic's got to be making more money than Rockstar with the microtransactions. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Rockstar's making a lot of money with the microtransactions they will, as well. How, yeah. Okay. Most profitable piece of software ever. or entertainment ever. Yeah. So what's that got to do with Fortnite? <laughs> like, you're doing a good job, Fortnite. Right, you're making some true. cash. Right, well, hold on. on. GTA Five uh, sales, right? Wait, 135 million copies sold. 135 million copies sold. Yeah, but that all at sixty dollars. You gotta, you gotta go by year over year type of stuff well, to I don't get know. the actual. The right now, it's full price. Like it's been full price. It's full price. It's full price. Okay, if it's full I mean, there's sometimes the they gave it away and stuff like that, but it's there's a lot of people. And and they're releasing it again <laughs> on the new consoles. It's the it's the new Skyrim. It's the new Skyrim. Okay, I want to talk about Spider Man. Yes. So that's oh, but, but, but just do the math real quick. With no with no microtransactions, it's eight point one billion dollars. Without the microtransactions, right? Without the microtransactions, right? Okay, so what? Double? <laughs> maybe maybe triple, triple at triple. this point? Yeah, triple. Six years. Right. Six years into it. Okay, so $24 billion for a video game? Come right. on, bro. What's Epic talking about? You're a fucking Fortnite. Kiss my ass. Please, guys, next story. Next story. All right, the I'm going to get the numbers on that one. The next story I want to talk about is uh, Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man has been confirmed by Insomniac Games that following the reveal of Spider-Man Miles Morales gameplay footage, the extension of remastered PC uh, PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man Many gaming communities became incredibly excited for the game's release, but since that time, Insomniac Games has continued to promote the game via social media platforms. Though they asked about the whether the PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man would uh, possess certain quality of life features, the studio have given rather disappointing responses. During the recent PlayStation 5 showcase, it was revealed that Miles Morales would have an Ultimate Edition, which includes an update, remastered version of the original Spider-Man game, previously released on exclusively on PlayStation 4. For fans who did not own the PlayStation 4 but are looking to purchase the PlayStation 5, this will give them an opportunity to experience the original game for the first time. Though, when asked about the certain details, Insomniac had some bad news. One of the users required the Twitter whether the remaster would be getting a physical release, and which Insomniac replied saying that there is no plans for a physical release. It seems that the remaster will only come included with the Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales, along with the additional Spider Suits. Exclusively for the Ultimate Edition, however, the bad news did not stop there, unfortunately. Insomniac also confirmed that there would be no way for players to transfer over their save data from the PlayStation 4 version of the game to the PlayStation 5 remastered. So, those who have already bought the game and who are looking to buy the remastered version would have to start all the way back from the beginning again for those particular fans. It might uh, be better to not buy the Ultimate Edition and purchase Spider-Man Miles Morales for PlayStation 4. Think about that for a second, right? This was a, a clusterfuck. This, this, this was. This is my speculation again. Miles Morales was a DLC for Spider-Man 
PlayStation 4, okay? Yes. They didn't have a game. They said, let's make that into a game over there. Then they're charging $50 for this game, which is $10 less than a regular game, but $20 more than an expansion, right? So this game's coming out, and they went, well, they're charging $50 for this, and then they're throwing the actual game that was actually really good on top of that for an additional $20. So for $70, you get the whole game. Which, if this DLC just came out for the other game, you would still get, you know what I'm saying? So it's $70 for the whole game. But if you buy it for PlayStation 5, you have to play the original game over again. Now, hopefully, hopefully, this doesn't go where you can't play the Miles Morales game until you finish the Spider-Man game. You see what I'm saying? Like, if this is a continuation on top of the Spider-Man game, then that's going to suck if you have to replay the whole game again. Yes, it's a fun game. Okay. Yes, it's a fun game, but would you have to play the whole thing fucking over again? I hope not. Anyway, no cross-save, meaning I bought the game once. Now I bought a PlayStation 5. My save does not come across, and now I have to play the whole game over again. I mean, that seems pretty shitty, doesn't it? Or am I over, or am I over like, overhyping this? You gotta buy this? it again. Right. You gotta, I have to buy it again. And play it again. Yeah, but not like a Skyrim version. I, I voluntarily buy it again. <laughs> right. Like I have to buy it again. Right. Well, if if you want. Right. Well, if you want that. Right. You don't. You can buy the Miles Morales separate. Right. But it's that Ultimate Edition's only digital. By the way, you can't buy a physical copy. I can't buy. I can't buy a physical copy of Miles Morales. Oh, no, of the Ultimate Edition. It's only digital. So if you want Spider Man from PlayStation Four remastered, they're only selling it digitally. So the ultimate edition's only, only digital, and they're charging seventy dollars for a remaster for a game you've already played, plus the new game that was forty dollars on top of that. Right, that's that magic number seventy. I don't, I don't like it. It's dirty. It seems dirty, right? I think see, it's dirty. That, that seems dirty. So your options are, if you want Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5, and you want Spider-Man, you have to pay $70. But if you just want Miles Morales, go play on PlayStation 4. <laughs> how, do, how do you sell in PlayStations like that? Right? It is wrong. It is wrong. That's, that's, that, that's worse than the control, the whole control story issue of, of, of not coming over. That's worse than that. Right here, it says, in any case, while it's bad news for many of the gaming communities, it sort of makes sense, given the remaster only is included the Ultimate Edition, Miles Morales, though it is nice that the developers will allow players to take on uh, and tinker on the PS4 as well as the PlayStation 5. Ultimately, players will be able to experience or re-experience Spider-Man however they choose, or not choose, uh, sort of quality of life features, and will be sure to uh, iterate on the players along with the large game file size. You get an updated version of Spider-Man. Basically, you get the Spider-Man game they showed at E3 back in 2017. The graphics they showed there, that's the game you get now on PlayStation 5 three years later. See what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they had to dummy down the they had to dummy down the graphics for the PlayStation 4 because it wasn't as powerful as they said it was. Right? And now they're remastering Spider-Man and putting it on PlayStation 5. And if you want to experience it, you got to pay full price to get that first game again with 
the DLC of Miles Morales, because that's what it is. It's basically a DLC, right? But if you want them both, you got to pay full price and only digital. Seems it seems it's it, it's it, it seems dirty. It seems a little dirty. All right. Next, what, what, how much time we have? Oh man, I gotta make this next one short. No Man's Sky came out with this giant effing update. Okay, now No Man's Sky. If I if I bring this up, we're we're gonna run through this. Try to quick as possible. Okay, No Man's Sky comes out with this new update called Origins. Okay, can we just say that No Man's Sky is the greatest comeback? The greatest well, comeback from a disaster. Seriously. Mm, no, I think Destiny is still the greatest comeback. No, but Destiny was never in a disaster form of the internet hating it. You see what I'm saying? Well, okay. I guess this guy went on best. talk shows okay. and said that okay. things were in the game that okay. weren't in the game. All right. All right. All right. I'll, all right. I'll let it slide. 2016, this game comes out. It's a shell of a game of what they what they said it was going to be. They literally showed like dinosaurs and snakes and big lizards and stuff. Never was in the game. Never was in the game. Okay. Pink planets that people were trying to find. Never in the game. Okay. They've made such a goddamn turnaround with this game. So in this game, okay, Origins uh, introducing 3.0, there's new planets, new systems, new textures, new visuals, new lighting, okay, new creatures. New new NPCs, new AI, new new everything. Okay, so there's new plants. Existing solar systems have birthed new plants, creating millions of untouched new worlds to explore. They didn't touch your world, like they didn't put a mountain on top of your base all of a sudden. They they didn't touch the old worlds as far as adding mountains or different biomes. They added new plants with new biomes and new things for you to explore. Okay, binary interior uh, uh, and. Uh, new star systems, multiple stars creating stunning new patterns in the sky, dramatic landscapes, okay? They got new mountains and textures and a whole bunch of stuff happening. They got user interface refreshes. It runs much smoother. Let me tell you, I, I, I popped it on my Xbox and I was like, wow, there's a massive change in this game, okay? Richer diversity of planets, New alien fauna, new aliens that they they have. They have volcanoes, okay? They have cloud and weather variety, okay, in here. Like, the clouds, like, you used to go through the clouds, and that was it. Now, you actually fly through the clouds. They, they, they start to gather together, okay? There's meteor showers that happen. Like, look at this. This is what the clouds look like now. They actually, it looks like flight simulator, okay? It, it looks like flight simulator. You can fly through them. They, they merge and separate and all depending on what's happening with the planet, with the weather on the planet. Okay. They have marshes now. They have increased color variety of planets. Like your whole planet might have changed completely because they put new textures and stuff on it. So they've improved the teleporters. So you're like, where the hell was I before? Now it's much easier to figure out where you were. They got a new photo mode. They have colossal archive buildings to explore. I mean, look at that thing. That looks awesome. Okay. They have historical stories to, to interact, right? Infestations, new things to, 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 to do and to, to explore on. New lighting conditions. New anomaly buildings. Anomal buildings, sorry. Like I said, they have volcanoes now. There's certain volcanoes on certain plants that erupt. Okay. They have firestorms that appear on plants when that when that when the, the sun comes out, it starts to torch out the, the freaking landscape that you're on. They have storm gameplay effects. Okay. 
They have new items for crafting. There's fucking tornadoes. Okay, there's new terrain details. There's uh, enhanced plant plant quality settings. Here you go. This is what it looks like on the new settings. This is what it looks like on the old settings. Okay. There's a whole, whole different completely change on the... Okay. They have a new exploration guide. It makes it easier. The portal interfaces are open to everyone now. You don't need to put any type of code or anything like that. You can literally just go find a portal, go through it. They got meteor showers. I started... I logged on. I saw a meteor shower. I was like, I want to go. I want to go find a meteor, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cabaled. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to run to go find one, and then one's just going to slam on top of me and kill me, like they do in, you know, when the cabal comes slamming down. Gravitational anomalies happen on planets now. Yeah, but what you're really, what you're really telling me is, this is the game it was supposed to be. Yes. Four years later. Yes. Right. So the game wasn't ready. Here's, here's the best one. Ready? Tornadoes actually happen, and they destruct the environment around you. Okay. And then there's lightning storms. Okay, lightning strikes and different storms. New bugs, new plants. Hey, 30, is, is No Man's Sky on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. Planetary, planetary. And then this is the one, when I saw this at the very end, okay, there's new insects, new beetles, new robots. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn now. There's literally animal robots running around the planet that are, that are not vicious. They're just animals like a new life for me we're just blatantly we're blatantly stealing ideas from other games for, <laughs> yeah. for the for the updates of current games right there's sandstorms or i'm sorry sandworms this is the one that got me going mother fucker they showed this at e3 back in like 2014 with with sandworms in this game and we we're like oh this is amazing and now they're actually in the game six years later four years after launch six years after they showed the actual sandworm it's actually in the game okay no man's sky like i said i believe is the biggest comeback of a game that was i mean i had fun i played 250 hours when it first launched but it was a shell of a game as it is now they have i think a total of 12 to 16 updates since the games launched four years ago Okay, he's done one major update every every year so far with three or four updates throughout the year. It's amazing what the game is now. It's so different and so much better. Someone asked me um, uh, if if he if he, if I think this is like a Star Wars Galaxies now because now it's multiplayer. Now it's actually multiplayer. That was the last update they did. Okay. And I said, I don't know if it's Star Wars Galaxies because there was like skill trees and things in Star Wars Galaxies. Like you could be a, a doctor or you could be an entertainer and stuff like that. And, it, and it, it did something for the world where this like, yeah, you could play together, but I don't think there's anything like that. But you can build cities and build things throughout the galaxy for people to find and do and explore. Overall, if you if you haven't played, here I go. I'm I'm pitching No Man's Sky to you, even though I'm not represented in any way, shape, or form by Microsoft or, or Hello Games or Game Pass. But if you have Game Pass and you haven't tried No Man's Sky, this alone right now is worth your ten or fifteen dollars for Game Pass to try this game out. It really is, right? Minus the other ninety nine to one hundred and fifty games that are also on there, this one game alone is 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 worth it it's you'll get lost you'll get lost you'll you'll and there's so many different game modes there's creative there's survival there's normal mode there's um uh, there's one more mode i forget what it, oh, multiplayer 
it's awesome give it a try give it a shot again not paid advertisement nobody owes me anything i'm not about that's just me because i'm a fan of the game after playing it uh over the last four years so no man's sky all right destiny let's get let's get to destiny because there's there's a lot there's a lot to destiny <clears throat> there's there is a lot actually okay so we're gonna watch the uh we're gonna watch the trailer real fast <clears throat> I bring this up. And if you talk, Sarge is not going to be able to hear you because you're connected to that audio, so. What have you seen out there? Look beyond the frozen wasteland. Europa is a place of many mysteries. Do not lose your way. We all come to this moon looking for answers. What do you hope to find here? It's Varix, Boxer. Europa has been home to darkness for some time now. Its history could be the key to our fight. Help me unlock it. The deepest secrets of Europa are now within our grasp. I can uh I'll loop it and I'll play in the background without the without the the sound. All right, so there's a lot. Actually, I can't loop it. I got to look at the uh, at the fucking I got to look at this. I got I got to look at the stuff. All right. So once again, Bungie does it again. Fucking masters of hype. You look at that trailer and I'm like, "All right, I'm back in it." Right? I'm back in. Right? Cause I just want to explore. I want to, I want to go into Europa. I want to, I see some of the stuff that they showed in that trailer and I'm like, that looks phenomenal. It looks great. It's always, it's, that's not the problem with destiny looking great for a stripper ex-girlfriend is not the problem with the game. Okay. With, with the revamps and stuff with this game, I think it, it's, it's getting better and better, but what they've done, if you notice, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up one spot to this game right here. Let me, let me bring it up. There's a lot to unpack on this trailer. Right here, this spot right here. I brought it up on my on my on my stream the other day. This right here, when I saw it in the trailer, I went, "Hold up, hold up." There's a lot of fucking vex right there. There's a lot of vex. Just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, if ten, that's, eleven, if twelve. That's not, 14, that's 15, not a cutscene. There's over twenty. There's over twenty vex on that screen. On my Xbox, that would lock up, and that would that would be it. Okay. There is some sort of new engine whatever they're using in the game i don't know if it's because they got rid of half the and shadow keep 
Well, we evaluated those lessons and decided not to pursue the Destiny 3, but instead we reinvested everything in Destiny 2 and make it all that we can be. Check out this longer post, which I haven't clicked on. To support this strategy, we've made several tech investments to help sustainable involvement uh, to evolve the game for years to come, and some of those investments are arriving beyond light. Many of these changes are under the hood and won't affect your experience except for the insofar as, as they help deliver you more and better Destiny in the future. But some may result in the neat improvements, curious behavior differences, or bugs. This means that on November 10th, some places and things will feel a little like sliders. Only the 90s kids will get this one. It says it actually in the twop. So we'd like to give a rundown for some of the changes and possible side effects. We shifted our mission scripting model to run on a, on a physics host instead of the mission host. So more details on the split here. The interview with Matt uh, Serger. The long run and changes will designers options to create more novel missions mechanics by giving missions scripting environments full access to the game states instead of much more limited access to the missions host hat. For example, the physics host knows exactly where the enemy combatants are and that what actions are recently performed while the mission host only knew uh, how many combatants were alive. Okay, in the squad and what the squad was generally trying to accomplish. In Beyond Light, we're only launching the foundation of the system and we look forward to evolving the leverage of the future. What you might notice, the new scripting environment changed many of the behaviors in the complex ways and you'll see interesting behavior changes of bugs and also pre-Beyond uh, Light missions and public events and similar originally built test and previous systems. We've tested this mission heavily and stamped out any bugs, but some of the undoubtedly slips through. So just letting you know, new system, new problems might occur one of the other cool new features in this area is face-to-face -face joins in social spaces so you can now fire team up with tower uh with tower friends without a long tower reload okay so basically what i wait i think the way they're describing this is remember when they showed the trailer in d1 where the the ship came down and he just like appeared on your on the guy's screen i think that's what they're talking about if is that am i right it says other cool new features in this area is face-to-face -face joins in social spaces. So you can now fire fire team up with tower friends without tower reloading. So if I find your name on my friends list, click on you, you're playing Destiny, I'll show up where you are. Well, in, in the tower, that. it says, basically, right? Like no, it, won't, no, it, it, won't, it won't say, it says cool new feature in this area is face-to-face -face join in social spaces. So you can now fire team up with your fire friends or your tower friends without long tower reloads, right? Well, I would never. I, if I want, if I join you, I don't have to go to the tower anyway. I, I, that's that statement's vague. I, if I if you're playing the game, I join the game and I pick where you are. I, I just end up where you are. I don't I, go to the tower. I think what what is what it is you're is talking that, about load times. I guess, about I guess load it's times. the load times. Yeah. So they're also something different. So they also say we revamped our content building and patching pipeline for speed and install size. With the tremendous size of Destiny, we are completely shippable. Content builds were frequently asked north of 24 hours. We made investments to bring that down to 12. So which results in a bunch of changes to the content and patching formats. Okay. Due to all these changes, Beyond Light will be a full re-download on all platforms. And we know this is a, a painful for those for slower, meteor internet connections. And we're sorry about that, but it'll help mitigate this with the planning-enabled Beyond Light preloads. Um, Destiny 2 install size shrinks 30 to 40%. The Destiny 2's install size will shrink between 59 to 71 gigabytes, depending on the platform. Um, it also says, we hope to use much faster builds to accomplish two things. Help us ship 
uh, mission critical fixes faster than the game breaking bugs arise, reduce overall uh, ship pipeline depth, enabling us to work on Destiny releases closer to their ship dates. Okay. Um, we rebuilt the character face system. We know... My son just came running into the room to grab something. Uh, we rebuilt our character face system. We know how your uh, guardians looked is important to you. And we've long awaited to add more customizations to Destiny. Our original system for players' faces had some co um, content authorizing problems. For example, every decal had to be authored, authorcated completely custom for each player's face uh, prematurely and prevented us from extending this area and the game with more content and the features we've upgraded significantly more capable systems ig runtime decal projections which will hope now leverage for more players customization options in the future what that means is more customization so they can sell you more stuff in the eververse don't worry about that all right so groups of the studio also make small tweaks in existing player heads we're also building up a list of guardian face shapes uh we should bring in the game in the future in order to increase guardian diversity I guarantee you they're selling this shit. Uh, Destiny with the long-term goal of enabling everyone to imagine themselves as their guardian. Okay. Um, portions of the EDZ and Nessus during this early stage of Beyond Light production, the lighting and the, and the skies team have been desired to provide visual refreshes for two remaining D2 year one destinations, EDZ and Nessus, as they enter the fourth year in rotation to the end. The teams perform relights and global lighting updates to the number of locations on both destinations. All right. So that's that's basically the major major stuff. Now, the tech that they're using for this, I guarantee you, is the tech they used for the big ship event that happened when the ship came down. What was it? The Almighty, right? Is that what it was called? When the Almighty yes. came crashing down, I believe they used that as the tech. That was the tech that they were practicing, like using and trying out. Something they can do live events with, like a Fortnite, like a thing like that. Now, we don't know what engine they're using or if they're using a new engine. They don't say they're using a new engine. They just say they've upgraded their tech. Okay? They've definitely done something. When we saw the first trailer for Europa and you saw the way the shanks were moving and the way the colors were popping and the ice was popping up and all the stuff, you knew something was going on. Again, I have a speculation about slip space or something happening with microsoft helping them out with 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 the engine whatever some sort of giving them extra power we don't know they don't have to tell us shit, right which is fine i'm all speculating at this point but there's definitely something going on when you see that many vex on screen and how smooth destiny runs i mean that trailer makes it look great again it's on game pass i'm not paying for it i'm gonna play it i'm gonna try it i'm gonna love playing through the actual story once the story's done i'm done and I'm going to move on to, to something else, right? But it looks promising. What do you think, Sarge, with all this information I just said? Well, there's a lot more there. I, I've noticed that the scope is there, too. Like, the boards seem larger. Uh, they also spoke about dynamic weather. Now, this is the kind of thing that we've talked about in the past, so I'm gonna follow me down this little off-road trip we're going to take. So there's dynamic weather, and they showed that, they showed like it was going to be a oh, little right. foggier, the, the, and then with the, the storm, snow, the snow. Now, yeah. Now the, the the question I always have when you talk about dynamic weather is why? How does it affect the game, and why do I want to deal with it? How does it affect the story or gameplay? Then they showed that one quick scene where the guy had a scope when he when he went down sights, it showed the people through the snow. 
you couldn't see them because of the because of the fogging the the fog conditions or the snow conditions when when you look through the scope you could actually see them so does that mean you want a gun with a specific scope on it while you're looking around because you can't see through the snow when the weather's bad so now you're looking for guns that have that they, kind of scope well they or did they did can I put a scope on a gun now? Like this is they did something the like that though with the about. with the puzzle thing where you can only look through the scope to see the actual signs. It's it's the same type of uh, technology. Yeah, there. but it's but it's like a heat it's like a heat scope, like, like a heat signature thing. See, yeah, yeah. But what does that mean? All guns have it. That's on Europa. Those only some guns have it. Is it a scope thing that can actually put on my gun now? See, they don't they don't say that kind of thing. They just show that kind of thing. So now you've made dynamic weather, and now I have a scope that I need to see in dynamic weather. So does that change what abilities I can have on my weapons now? That's another down, another another branch I'd like to talk about. Like once again, they're just showing trailers. Right. They're not talking about anything. Now the Vex thing too. That many Vex on the screen. I understand it's a new engine, but now I'm thinking to myself. So wait, my current Xbox can handle that many things on the screen in a fire team? Everyone's doing all their magic, space magic stuff, and it's okay. Whereas before it wasn't, or is this something that only works on the new gen systems? And if it's not the new gen systems, what the hell kind of update? What the hell kind of update lets you put like three times as many guys on the screen and it doesn't lock up the damn machine? I'm right. curious. Right. I'm curious. Well, uh, Boxer says it. If you're re-downloading the whole game again, there's got to be some kind of new engine or something that they've done, right? Right. Because you're redownloading right. the whole thing, you're not you're not just updating it. You have to redownload the whole game, meaning you have that's, to get that new whatever they're doing behind the scenes that's, into your that's system. That's no, I I I looked at the map. I kind of got a feel for it, and I understand the scale of what they do when they show a map like that. And if I if I equated it to EDZ, it's uh, a pretty it's a pretty meaty map. I it's think it looks more like map. the size of the moon, right? No, 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 no. There's two sections, man. There's two sections. They, they show only that one section. There's a bottom section to that. So in my mind, the scope looks bigger. Like the, I, oh, how do I want to say this? The distance that you can see things besides the skybox is greater. It's, it's a little. Oh yeah, it looks, it looks bigger. It looks much, the skybox looks much wide open. It makes it, it seems, makes it seem bigger, right? The, the scope the scope has changed like the, it's it seems a little bit more i don't know li lively like more more lived in like like you don't feel like you're in a tunnel like a, it's not you know what i mean it's 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 and, and plus the fact I'm, I'm noticing these couple guys here that are new now of course you know it's only been 6 years guys you think i can shoot at somebody else maybe <laughs> You know, you guys can't come up with a design in six years for me to shoot at somebody. People, so I'm I, people are complaining about there's after three weeks in Marvel Avengers they're fighting the same guys. Meanwhile, we're fighting the same people six years, and people are like, "I'm okay years. with it." Uh, it looks like some kind of robot cat with the uh, the tendrils coming off of it. I don't know what that was, and then that giant mech thing that you're fighting—that's got to be one of the strike bosses well, right, or right something. Right here, you can see him again. Here, I'll. I'll, I'll go it's back. like a huge, it's like a huge bay. Everything looks like the like it's all darkness related, like all that monolith and the dark crystal looking thing, and just the architecture of everything, the giant dark pyramid. Like the story setting is 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 about darkness. That's a given. But just look at look at some of these, look at some of these scenes. 
Reminds me of Camino, a little some of the stuff. A little bit. Like that scene right there, that, that scene you just had inside that room where it just, I don't know. It, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I want to see how this runs. What are you talking about? This, this, this room? No, it's the, 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 the actual stream is behind. So you're not going to be able to really tell what I'm looking at. Talk about the, the wide I mean, open I, room. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. But, but at the same time, it's like, man, that is a definite huge overhaul. Yeah, I think I think look, they've always done a good job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of trailers and and I've never had a problem with the with the game as far as the stories and the polish of it and the gunplay. Right, that's that's the beauty part of it. It's the it's the, it's the long game. It's the long game and and Leveling the gear process. and the system that's broke to me. Okay, but this stuff has always looked good right like i'm 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 interested in exploring this and going around and going through some strikes and you know getting my character up and stuff like that but once i hit that plateau of going through the story and, and progressing the story i'm uh, i'm done with it you know every week they'll maybe add something or whatever like they've been doing their their recipe you know i i like it i like it but i'm not i'm not interested in it but at the same time i don't have to be interested in it because it's on game pass so i'm okay right I'm I'm more I'm more concerned about speed of which you're going to blow through this because the community is voracious, and not only that, but the, usually the the long play game besides the the bounty systems and the exploration is PvP, and by the just by the subclasses by themselves, I don't see how PvP is going to be not a clusterfuck. Like I, I don't I don't understand how this is gonna work. Like with I'm the, hoping with the, with the new with the new status status. Yeah, with the stasis with the stasis whatever. thing, man. It just it just seems to me that it, that's a there's a lot to contend with right now in PvP. I can't imagine throwing in slow abilities, frozen abilities, and shatter abilities on top of what's going on right now in PvP. It just I mean, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna partake in PvP. <laughs> so I, no, no, I, me, I know fine. that, but but that's what but that's what carries the game for a long period of time is people really enjoy the PvP. But I mean, cheaters is one thing, man. But frozen stuff, and on top of that, I, this is I, I hate when you get frozen in the game and you can't do anything, right? And if you have a guy I mean, that gets a build where he can get his abilities back faster and just some keeps... of the guns, some of the guns look really good. The guns look good, you know. I know, I know I'm complaining, but once again, it's been six years. Can I shoot at somebody else? Well, you are going to be shooting at someone else. They're going to be in a mech suit now. You know, uh, I noticed, I noticed a different, uh, emblem for the ho- for one of the fallen houses. You know, I really don't feel, uh, and I gotta be honest with you, that, that gun looks pretty cool. That guy in that one scene with the Vex, the Vexes right after the, right before the Vex or after the Vex. I'm not I don't really fear the fallen at all. Like I have no fear about them. They're like the cockroaches of the solar system, as far as I'm concerned. Like the only ones I really fear, like actually fear, is the hive. And I and I and I wonder about the Vex because of their ability to time travel. Like because they could they could do a baby Hitler on you or something, like you don't even know. Right. But like the hive seems to me the most terrifying part of the story. Fallen, I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, okay, another house of fallen, great. What color are they now? Right. 
right? right. That, you know, that's the kind of thing that bothers me. Is like, okay, it's fallen time. So we've had fallen, Siva fallen, Scorch fallen, and now I'm gonna have Europa fallen. Like, it, okay, guys, come on. Yeah, I want to put this out there. Someone, someone, get ready. Oh, we can't clip this. God damn it, we're on we're on YouTube. Maybe I can clip it. Okay, I'm gonna say something, and we're gonna see if it comes true. Okay, the fact that the pyramid ships are like. Like the bad guys, right? That we, we they're the bad. Well, we don't know. Guys. Well, I understand that, right? I have a feeling that my fallen thing is going to come true as far as a guardian. Like the fallen, one of the fallen, you get to be a fallen character. Not anytime soon. I'm talking like after the next next year's expansion or whatever. And here's why I think this. I think that the darkness or whatever is bad is is trying to take over the whole thing, and then all these different factions have to work together right so like all of a sudden the ghosts start picking up the fallen guys wouldn't it be cool if you could be like a fallen guy or a cabal guy and be a and be a guardian with under yeah, those that, circumstances too many, too many too many variables that we create i don't know because then you have no to fight the new boss ass cabal uh, if i was a if i was one of the cabal guys running around cool. i would look i would i would look like the dudes from fifth element like well, that, that'd be that'd be badass. A little waddling, a little waddling, guys. <laughs> I'm here to see the universe, and and the first thing someone's gonna do is pop off my head because that's what everybody's been doing for for six years is popping cabal heads. I'm not gonna be a cabal. Like now, come on, the if fallen. You really want, if, you, if you could if, fucking quadruple dual weapons, yeah, dual weapon, right, quadruple. Right. Come on, if you're if you're a fallen, it can do dual weapons. Then you got something on my. Then you then you. Well, I've always down, said but, a fallen we could be a guardian, right? Here, I do state this. I've said this multiple times. It looks interesting, but dual weapons, but no dual weapons, but no melee. You know, something like that. Oh, it'd be cool to have two weapons, and he has this fourth arm. One of his arms, his third or fourth arm, has the melee weapon. He's well, just, you got you, you got you got to use two hands to hold the rifle. So he's using all four hands to hold both yeah, rifles. He doesn't have doesn't have a melee. So here's here's what I think. I mean, I'm just speculating there. Yeah, I, of course, I'm speculating. I obviously I. I, I, I want the Fallen. I want to play as a Fallen character. I think it'd be really cool to play as a Fallen character. But uh, overall, if I see Aldrin on the Cosmodrome in that scene... That cut, that cut scene? I'm done. Here's another thing I'm thinking of, right? There was an article that someone... And I, I showed it on my stream earlier. They showed a map from five years ago in the Collector's Edition book that came with the Taken King. Okay? It shows a map of Europa... Talks about Europa, shows a map of Europa, which was cut map. from D1. Yeah, the maps match. Okay. It's pretty damn close. Right. And the new map of, of... Yeah, just, just the book version is stretched out a little bit more. Yeah. That's all. Okay. If that's the case, it was cut from D1 and now they're rehashing it now. They're guaranteed Aldrin. They're rehashing Aldrin. They're re this this cutscene is gonna happen, Sarge. When this happens, that's a that's when I shut off the, the Xbox right then and there. I won't even I won't even continue playing. I'll just be down. Be like you, motherfuckers. I'll be like you did it. You did it. You you took that scene from 2014 or 2013. Okay. Well, don't let's not forget seven the, years the, later. The original the original art that they showed for Destiny before Destiny even released Europa. The Europa snow pieces were on there. Yeah. On the original. Yeah. On the original art. This is not like new art. The nope. Europa map and the idea of Europa was there from the beginning. So. We're just following through where the story's going. I, you know, once again, we won't know until we know. No, they'll, they'll, 
they'll probably give you one of those uh, sparks of life or whatever the fuck they call them now to to get you up to max level to just play the new content. No, 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 yeah. No, but I really I, listen. I really hope that during the vid doc of them advertising this game, not just a trailer. And they say that the leveling process has changed or the artifact goes away or something, something different for the leveling system, because it's really, really broke, right? To, to, if, if I can't get the gear to level up to do the content, but I can get an artifact to level up the artifact in order to do the gear, then the leveling system is broke. Yeah. The artifact was just a bandaid. I, 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 but I, I give it to them, man. I give it to them. They are the masters, masters of starving you of content and then throwing you a cracker. They are the masters of this. They've done it four times now, right? This is going to be the fifth time. I just, I, I am, I am cautiously optimistic because I always like to see, and I, and I, and I, a hundred percent, am behind the fact is because. This hits on the notes that I really enjoy. A fiction, sci-fi, apocalyptic story where you're a hero that's trying to come back from the brink, right? Right. That's that's in my head like, you got me. I like this type of story, He's- right? The problem is, is that you can't keep me in your game loop because you're trying to stretch it out too thin with improper game mechanics. That's the only thing that bothers me. Do you do you think we this year or next year we get the raid on the traveler? Obviously we're speculating. But there was concept art of that, being but, inside the traveler. Yeah, but it, I, I don't that know if that up? was inside I don't so I don't know if that was inside the traveler. I think one hundred percent inside the traveler. The the roundness I, of it? Absolutely. The the roundness map is that one strike that's on uh, on Mars when you go underground with the Vex and those those moving walls go around in a circle, right? Mm. Right. The inner part is a sphere, and you fight that guy's inside that sphere. That's the mat. That's what that that's what that drawing is. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll now, give it to you. I I for one think they've already changed direction three or four times and haven't told us anything, and that's that's just from paying attention. A lot of guys are paying attention to, to the backgrounds and to the art and to whatever else. I, they really do know what they're doing. And as far as keeping you engaged, a game that is polished looks amazing and has good mechanics, that'll, that'll but, has, but, yeah. but has a broken long game will hold you longer than a unpolished, broken mechanic game with that game. has a that, that has yeah. that has a good end loop. Yeah, it yeah. just that's just how it is. Yeah, because it keeps you engaged. If I have to look at crap the whole time while I'm trying to do something cool, after a while it bothers me. But if I'm looking at something beautiful the whole time and I just can't figure out what the fuck I got to do on hour a hundred, yeah, just for some shoot. reason I'll keep playing. Just go shoot some stuff. You'll feel better. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how they got it. Well, that's that's the thing I feel about real quick uh, with Marvel Avengers. Everyone hates it right now, but what they got correct was the fighting mechanic. Like when you fight in that game, it just hits my endorphins personally for me. The same as the gunplay. Now I'm not comparing the two games. Is like this is just as good as Destiny. What I'm saying is what Destiny's captured in the gunplay and how good it is. 
the fighting mechanic feels that way in Marvel Avengers, and they have a good core. Now they just have to, you know, rough off the edges no, it's, and make it's not, it. It's not as it, polished, right? And make it nice. Bungie, Bungie's very good at polishing what they want you to see. They do a really good job of that. I'm really excited just to see how this plays, especially on a current gen system. Never right. mind on a next gen system. So do you think uh, Europa's going to do what? I mean, are you still sticking with your uh, Dreaming City scenario where once you're done, Absolutely. it's, it's going to open up? Absolutely. When, yeah. the, when the story ends, there's going to be another planet behind the planet. I, I'm guessing it's so? probably going to be Mercury size or Mars size. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. The story, the story will branch off. Something will happen. You unlock something, and it's going to be like Ganymede, or because that was in that was in the data, the data. Um, what the hell was it called? The data mine. Data mine. Thank you. I'm, I'm sticking. I'm sticking by it, man. It's more expensive. It's more expensive than Shadowkeep. Right. Ten dollars. And it's not coming with the with with the season thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think I, I, damn creature. I don't know if they're gonna revisit the dreadnought like they revisited the moon. Oh, they however, definitely are going back to the dreadnought. However, if if the taken queen thing is anything, I don't see anywhere else to go new for the hive except the dreadnought, unless they have another planet in mind. Right. So that's a possibility. Like they're gonna redo, they're gonna redo the Cosmodrome. Oh, I'm sorry, they're gonna they're gonna redo the Dreadnought like they redid the Moon. Is what it's probably yeah. what's gonna end up. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely gonna do that. Yeah, Dread Dreadnought. I I think you might get something about it, but you're not getting in there until next year. Like Boxer just said, I don't think you're gonna get into the Dreadnought until unless unless what started saying. Maybe when we're done with Europa, maybe the Dreadnought opens up again. Maybe you go to Dreadnought. No, too early. You're early so? for that. Right. You're early for that. You're getting a planet, but you're not getting the dreadnought. A planet, or you're getting uh like like um that meteor. What was the one we had? Oh, Phobos. We had Phobos. Remember Phobos? Oh, what? right. The large asteroid for Mars. Yep. I, I still I'm sticking with it. I'm saying Mercury size, Mercury size planet in the back end of this of the of Beyond Light. All right. Mercury size planet. Something. We'll see. Something's got to be we'll, there. We'll see. All right, that is episode 235 is in the can. We do appreciate you coming out and watching Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We did get to talk about the Luna streaming service. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Um, I appreciate everyone coming out. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, I do appreciate you very much. Please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. If you're listening to us live right now on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming, hit the like button. It's real simple. Or don't hit the like button. Hit the down button. I don't know why you would still be here watching for two hours to not like it. But there are people out there. If you're watching this after the fact, please hit that subscribe button. We're trying to build up our, our, our viewer base here. All our podcasts will be now done on YouTube. So once this is done, I'm going to end the stream. And then I'll meet you guys back over on Twitch in about five minutes or so. I do appreciate you very much. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging. See you guys. Take care, guys.
are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.